and this is the Illegitimate Scholar Podcast, a weekly dissident cultural anthropology podcast that asks social studies questions not permitted by mainstream academia. Here we make sense of the senseless construction of the world crafted by modern humanities. Remember, you are human. This episode might be my favorite one that I've ever done. Me and my friend Mike, we did an interview right after we had just spent nine hours all day out hiking 10 miles doing this bear hunt. It was an amazing time. You know, I always talk about being human, and, and this was a very human experience. In our interview, we talked about the camaraderie and the community aspect of hunting. So the video version of this episode is cut with footage from the hunt. So if you're just listening, I really recommend you hop on the YouTube and check that out. Check out the Patreon for the uncut version. I've been talking about going on a bear hunt for a long time, and now we've gone on a bear hunt. We're here and we've gone. I'm exhausted. You're probably exhausted as well, but we're going to talk about I'm it. So this is Mike Strollo. I went on the bear hunt with him. Mm-hmm. I want to talk about community and then whatever you want to talk about. Community, camaraderie, adventure, why people hunt. The most common one we hear, which is, I want good meat. Right? And that's that's the, the most tangible thing that you can get from hunting. So that's the one that most people identify with. But as I was talking about today, I think the strongest one and one that I identify with is adventure and camaraderie right so not every hunt is a group hunt by any means mm-hmm. uh but especially the one we did today where we have 11 guys yeah it's totally a team effort yeah um, and you know not only like you're in the woods with guys but you're in the woods with most guys you trust usually once a year we have a new guy uh and that's what we like to do is we like to you know at least bring one person that's interested in because we always get people that are interested and out of four guys that say they're interested um Two say they're actually coming, and one actually shows up. Yeah, that um, makes sense. Yeah, so that was you this year. Yeah, oh, yeah, wow. You are a newbie. Hell yeah. Yeah, so getting someone hole. with, like, a new perspective and someone who hasn't, like, experienced anything like this, uh, I always really enjoy because I like to see how you guys react to it. Today we had three non-hunters. Yeah, yeah, so you were one, and then Canes and Cardo, they also were non-shooters, and they've been coming for three years now and i'd say yeah maybe next time you're gonna get a gun and get a license and they don't and they're like um well you know you guys don't shoot any bears so we don't need to carry guns (laughs) (laughs) no they don't say that but 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 it's true that's the implication we're uh we're on the constant struggle to get better and uh one of these years we'll get a bear we did there was a bear today yeah we came close so last year so this was um our i think we said fifth year doing this we always run into sign. We always get into really great bear habitat, whether it be thick stuff that bears like to hide in or where there's good food sources. We always see bear scat. We always hunt in places where we have trail cameras and we see bears throughout the year. You can't even see like yeah. four feet ahead of you. A place like this, where there's like a clearing in like the middle of this, like would be a, a spot that I wouldn't be surprised to find bear scat. Um, but we never end up shooting any. We never end up pushing out any. Last year was the first year that we actually saw a bear and the guy that was there and saw it didn't have a shot on it, yeah. didn't get his gun up quick enough, um, wasn't ready for it, wasn't sure if it was a person or a bear coming through uh, the thick stuff in you front of You probably want to be sure of that. Exactly. Absolutely. Um, and then this year, towards the end of the hunt, you know, we were working through and my cousin Chris, uh, we were sitting, we were on the drive team. Um, he sees a bear, uh, gets up to shoot it, misses it. Um, and it runs away. So he got a shot yeah. off. So that's an improvement. In his defense, it was about a hundred foot shot, like through thick brush. It was a tough shot, right? Yep, yeah. absolutely. And you know, he's um, not a super experienced hunter. You know, can shoot. Um, he's using a scoped bolt action rifle, 
And I like to use, you know, a lever action with a red dot. I think that's like the preferred method of brush hunting when you're in, you know, thick brush. Yeah. Um, so I, if someone says, hey, what should I get for a bear gun? I'm like, you can use anything you want, but I suggest getting a lever gun with a, with a red dot on it. That sounds good to me, especially in the freaking brush. I don't know why a scope would even really help you. Yeah, I, I mean, if you're sh- if you're shooting distance, absolutely, uh, a scope's going to be great. Um, but, you know, if you're shooting anything under, you know, 70 yards, you may not be quick enough to get up and look through the optic, that sort of stuff. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, people use both. And a lot of experienced bear hunters use both. So these guys that, uh, that come, well, I came, obviously, I had my camera. These guys that... You know, they don't hunt like, you know, why do you think they come then? I think everyone's there for the same reason. Adventure and camaraderie. All these guys, we live life and we have our hobbies, you know, whether it be something simple as, you know, going out and eating and going to the bar or something like golf or something like that. Going out hunting supersedes all those. Going out um, with a group of guys and going out with like a clearly definable goal of killing an animal. um, There's something there that people and in particular men um, are really drawn to we're drawn to being part of a group i really think all humans are of course Mm -hmm. um but to be out in the woods uh in the elements um it could be freezing or it could be you know a nice day but regardless of which there's some sort of tribulation there um there's some challenge there and like we were saying before like there's some risk there Mm -hmm. um and stakes whether that be an actual like safety risk, there's some degree of that, but really the risk is you can succeed or you can fail. Um, and you know, regardless, we have a fun time. We don't necessarily fail, but you can win or lose in hunting. You know, you can go home empty-handed and certainly still be happy about the day afterwards. Uh, but there's that risk of you know <clears throat> of um, not succeeding, uh, and there's the gain of success that we're driven for. Um, so, you know, whether it be any aspect of life, people are driven to succeed, you know, at least, you know, the people that we aspire to be are driven to succeed. Hunting gives a very kind of clear path, uh, and a very like, you know, understandable goal of like, this is something I can achieve at. I can go out, I can hunt an animal with my friends. I can potentially kill an animal with my friends. Um, and I can, bring home meat and good memories to my family. It's very black and white, right? Between success and failure, kill a deer or you don't. Or you don't. And, and, you know, like I said, obviously, whether you kill something or you don't, you know, like that's not the point. It's the goal. The point is to go out there and at least like do the action, do Mm. the mission, participate in the hunt, not necessarily participate in the kill. To give a very general overview of like how we hunt those bears, uh, we're not necessarily just like sitting in tree stands all day. Um, we're going out and we're doing group drives. So we're identifying areas that we select that we're going to drive out. So we'll have a team of pushers. We had 11 guys today, four shooters, seven pushers. Pushers are going through that area um, and hopefully driving out that game towards those shooters at the end. Uh, But as, you know, we found today, the pushers have just of a chance of seeing and shooting a bear than the drivers do, or than, than the shooters do. Um, so we did, um, 10 miles today. Yeah, uh, we did, uh, confirmed eight or so drives, something around there. Yeah. Yeah. We took a little Sounds break right. and, uh, and ate lunch at a local, um, local inn. There we did. That yeah. Happened to stumble across. Yeah. Well, okay. 
let, let's let's back up here. We happen to stumble across you. Like I was looking at the map. I made a joke. I was like, we were like a mile away from the bar. I see the bar on the map, and I'm like, oh, there's a bar there. Here's a new plan. When we were about to start driving, let's just go to the bar. One mile due east. Just go to the bar. And then you draw the next two drives that we're gonna do. And I noticed that the line ends right <laughs> at the end. Yep. That's yep. right on the bar. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, well, he's probably going to bring us to the bar. Or, and then I realized you didn't notice. No, not and, at all. And I told you there was a surprise. Yeah. And, I was, and then I was like, hey, everybody. Yeah, I didn't know you were talking about there. at that point. And yeah. then, like, as we were like, all right, we're going to break for lunch. And then you guys told me, like, yeah, there's a bar. And I'm like, I'm going to a bar. Like, we brought the lunch, you know? I know. There's a menu. We got to yeah. stick to the menu. We brought the food. We're all in the group food that we paid for. Threw down. Um, I'm a bit of a control freak. No, I get it. Dude, I get <laughs> and, um, it. You're not that but bad then at everyone it because immediately like, you gave Everyone up. was like, yeah, let's um, maybe let's go to the bar. Maybe let's yeah. – I'm like, yeah, like I'm kind of indifferent, but at the same time, I would like to just sit in the woods yeah, right yeah, here yeah. and eat with my buddies. Yeah. But then, you know, you guys were like hey, – we well, went to and I was like, hey, like I'm not going to be the guy that vetoes this. Let's right. go to the bar. <laughs> I, um, I brought up the idea and I physically got on your side and said, I'll vote whatever Strollo does. <laughs> because like I was like, well, I brought up the idea, so yeah. I'm the one who ruined yeah. his – lunch in the freaking woods but yeah no i think the bar like the bar was a nice addition after going to the bar i was like no we definitely should have gone to the bar yeah yeah so we go into this bar and um you know uh you being from connecticut you're like well what are we gonna do with our guns i'm like (laughs) bro you're like you're super clear you're You're from connecticut too you're in pike county pennsylvania yeah guys i'm from connecticut moved uh away from there um about like 12 years ago yeah yeah um and now i live in the great state of pennsylvania so Fantastic. I and like, I'm, guy, I'm like, yeah. guys, uh, it's Pike County, Pennsylvania. I'm sure we can walk into the, the bar with guns on the opening day of bear season. Yeah. <laughs> and of course, she was like, we were like, yeah, what do we do with our guns? She's like, yeah, do whatever with them. Put them know? whatever. <laughs> Put them over there. Keep them with you at the bar. I don't care. Which I yeah. think is a bad answer, by the way. They should have a designated spot. She's like, oh, I just put them by the fireplace. Yeah, it would be cool if they were like, <laughs> yeah, well, we have, the, we have the gun rack right yeah. there. That would have been nice to see. But um, yeah, awesome bar. A lot of taxidermy in there, which I always like to see. Including a bear. Black yep, bear. yep. They had a bear. They had a couple deer. They had a fox and a couple other things. But um, yeah, yeah, but I derailed you. Uh-huh. you. You were talking about uh, stopping for lunch. Yeah, so um, yeah, we well we stopped at lunch, and yeah. you know we did our thing, and then moved on to the next ones, and um, got back to the car just at about dark. Yeah, did a full day, did dawn till dusk. We, we really did a proper did. full day. Yeah, and we made a quick stop at the um, the bear check station. So in Pennsylvania, you have to physically check all of the bears that get killed. So you bring it to a check station, uh, they take a tooth sample, they age that for you. So they they actually will. Um, send that to a lab and like do a test on that tooth, hmm. get an get an actual age. A lot of like people, no, not a lot of people, they can pay for that service throughout the country, right? But in Pennsylvania, the game commission does it for us. Hmm. They record the sex of it, uh, they record the weight of it. They'll take the weight of it gutted and then they'll calculate your lot the potential live weight that that bear was. Yeah. They keep all that information um, and record it in its public knowledge. It's a great way to kind of check the progress of bear hunting throughout the year's uh, populations. Western bear hunting and eastern bear hunting are two totally different things. Um, and there's also brown bears out there. Yeah, Which exactly. is a whole different animal, literally. Yeah, so I mean, you, you can only beast. hunt them in Alaska. Um, oh, but they okay. exist, uh, grizzlies exist in 
uh, a handful of Western states. Wyoming, Idaho has a lot yeah. of them. Montana. California. No, California doesn't have any brown bears. Really? No. It's, I mean, it's it on, on their, their flag. It's on their flag. It, they got extinct probably 150 years ago there. Oh, no brown bears oh, wow. in uh, California. Now, there are color-phased black bears throughout the West and even a little bit in the East. But that's a so, black bear still. Yeah, so it's a black bear, and they'll either be brown, chocolate color, a blonde color. Um, yeah. There's even like a... But the, a brown bear is four times the weight of a yeah. black bear and much more likely to kill you. Like hunting for a black bear would be way more dangerous if there's grizzlies around. Yes, absolutely. Or any brown bear. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. When you're hunting out west for bears, uh, you should definitely carry either pistol or bear spray or both especially if you're yeah. in an area that you know there's brown bears i i didn't mean i didn't feel in danger today but no. if, if there were brown bears around i would have been a lot more alert mm -hmm. i would have been yeah. a lot more yeah alert. more of the danger uh that we face today would be stray bullets hitting you much more likely than a bear to hurt us yeah. black bear's not gonna hurt you mm -hmm. probably well you know one or two people uh have been killed by black bears in the past couple of years in the united it, states totally i mean yeah, yeah but mostly like, people being idiots numbers game especially yeah. you know nine mm -hmm. or eight dudes with guns according. so you think you're gonna get a gun and hunt with us next year no i i, I probably uh, i might come back but i probably won't bring a gun you're cool enough where uh, you get the, the invite back i appreciate that yeah. okay on the air it's it's recorded you you, you heard it here first yeah. he's part of the bear gang hell yeah see people like me <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> what i say about bear hunting it is the accumulation of so many things right navigation communication uh outdoorsmanship uh, marksmanship, if you're lucky, and you physical fitness. So yeah. all these like things that like guys in the outdoors love um, are all present in bear hunting, um, especially these driven hunts. Um, so we're using radios, we're getting a line going, um, and when everyone's in position, we say, "All right, we're ready to go." And we're hooting and hollering. We're doing radio checks to make sure that everyone is where they need to be. Um, and the hollering is a double purpose of both like letting people to your left and right know where you are mm -hmm. and also scaring the bear. Yeah, to some right? degree. It's certainly less of scaring the bear. Right. You could be like right on top of a bear and he's not going to move until you're pretty dang close, even if you're hooting and hollering. Well, that's scary. Yeah. Um, that would have been cool, though, uh, you yeah. know, to blast a bear at 10 yards in a rhododendron thicket yeah it would have been great uh, so when we were going together through through a push uh we were going through a thick rhododendron patch and we were crawling through stuff we were it's lucky if you can crawl through things because that means the uh ground is bare and you could actually like move through as opposed to some rhododendron thickets where like you have to climb over stuff and then it's just miserable yeah um yeah. so we were in pretty close uh range if like we like bumped up on a bear it would have been like right in our face yeah uh, which would have been awesome it's a good thing you were up front man yeah absolutely only because um, i didn't have a gun yeah i kept that gun uh pointed forward and looking for bears yeah in there because that yeah. was a very berry zone yeah um, yeah you were saying that and i thought you were talking about berry berries yeah um but no you were talking about bears yeah berry. uh, i would have liked to see some berries around but it's too late in the season right, right. so like yeah. if you're in like an area where there's a lot of blueberries when it's hunting season and you get a bear that's been eating blueberries like that then you'll have like a blueberry flavored bear Ugh. uh not like completely like blueberry flavored, flavored meat but there's a slight hint of it and this is just me like uh, hearing word of mouth. Um, right. I've never uh, eaten a blueberry bear. Before. Probably like, I would love to. The fat of those bears like gets like a blue hue, apparently. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. The fat of the bear is really valuable. Um, really? You know, yeah. It's uh, You can render it into an oil, and it's just like this superb uh, flavorless cooking oil that is like 
like bakers like kill for it. Like huh. it's really, really like great for baking. It's like Crisco, but better. Wow. Um, and then you could also use as like a hand balm. People make it into like a salve. My mom, wow. uh, I gave some to her one time and she like uh, has like joint problems and tries all sorts of different things. And he says the bear fat actually works. Wow. Yeah. It's not like, unfortunately, it's not something you could like commercially. You actually kind of can. Laws in the United States with uh, using animal parts is kind of weird. You can't buy game meat in America. Uh, Very illegal uh, for good reason, basically, Um, because then people would just go and just like poach animals. um, The incentives. Hunt them to extinction um, so they could sell meat. Um, and that basically almost happened, you know, a hundred or so years ago. Yeah. Uh, and a lot of species were pushed to near extinction. Mm. Um, but uh, you can sell hides uh, and you can sell fat into these bombs. Um, hmm. But I mean, I've bought uh, bear fat salves from this lady. I hope I wasn't breaking any laws, but um, yeah. But yeah, but I know that hides you can sell. Hmm. Um, I think it's food. It Basically, they just don't um, when they kind of draw the line at food because food is something that you can always sell. Right. right? No one's going to buy uh, a deer hide, uh, but everyone is going to buy venison if yeah. they can. I mean, I think people would buy a bear hide, mm-hmm. though. Yeah, people would. But yeah. it's also like, you know, really expensive and not everyone, not everyone is going to go and buy a bear hide. Right. You know? And the people but, it's it's not worth it for somebody to go out and kill a bear to sell the hide. Yeah, it's exactly. too much work. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. OK, I see that. Mm-hmm. What do people value? Um, and like I was saying before, you know, a lot of people, they go to the meat, right? They, they say, the reason I want to hunt is me. Five or six people per year, they reach out to me and they say, I want to get into hunting. And I say, great. Uh, like, I'm here for you any way you need me. I'm, I can answer any questions. Uh, I always tell people the first step is taking Hunter's Ed. Here's the link to do it online. Um, in Pennsylvania, it's online. Some other states have in-person requirements. Um, <clears throat> but the first step is taking hunters out online. And I usually say, take hunters lo- online, come back to me, and then we'll go through next steps. And then it's crickets. Right. Um, and, uh, some of them do, co- some of them do, uh, complete it and yeah. we get them going and, you know, they go out and buy a gun and, uh, I take them hunting. And that's always good to say. I always like to ask people, you know, like, why do you want to get into hunting? And a lot of it is meat. A lot of people say, I want to get meat for my family. That surprises me. I know. Yeah. And, um, I want to get, um, clean healthy meat mm-hmm. uh, some people bring up money into it like i want like you know all this meat for cheap and i'm like man you're you're gonna spend a lot of money on yeah, hunting <laughs> yeah. if you want cheap meat go to the grocery store meat is one of the least uh exciting things about hunting to me um i don't think they're telling like I, i'm not saying they're lying but i no, feel like yeah. it's just like it's, I, it might be just like an easy way answer. for them to just kind of like give an answer you're right i think the real benefits are or the or the more major benefits are so much more intangible yeah that right? it's like it's hard to put exactly. into words people can't really explain like, like i'm just looking for something to like feed the adventure bug in my yeah. soul because people have these like i don't i have a great job thank you guys so much for supporting mm-hmm. me but um no, I love what I do, but like a lot of people have jobs that they hate and they're completely detached from being a human entirely. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, and this, like this whole thing, 11 dudes sun up to sundown mm-hmm. in the woods trying to work together to kill a bear is exactly the type of stuff that is inherently human. Absolutely. And most people don't get to do that. Yeah. They don't get to do that at yeah. all. And it's, it's we're not really experience. meant to sit at desks and do the whole like tv screen thing hey we got to do what we got to do yeah. we got to work we live in a society <laughs> yeah. uh, you know we live in the modern age where you know people got to look at computer screens and we have to get money for our families humans were brought up hundreds of thousands of years ago if not millions don't quote me on the time but 
we, it's fine. We, I, le- I we left the jungles yeah. where it was easy to get fruit. It was easy to avoid predators. And we went into the open plains of Southern Africa and we pursued meat. And we didn't do it alone. We had to work as a team and we had to communicate and we had to move and we had to struggle to get that meat. Um, and that's what inherently made us human. Um, it was part of the actual just eating the meat itself and getting the protein from that meat. But it was also the aspect of the hunt itself. Um, so this is called the uh, the hunter hypothesis. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's basically like part of what made us human was the act of like hunting as a group. Uh, because the men had to communicate as a group. Uh, the men had to get off of their fours and stand up to A, use weapons, and B, to carry meat back to the rest of the group. Mm. Uh, and uh, on the opposite side, the women who are staying at home caves or camps or whatever, um, they had to take care of their babies because the guys were off hunting. So they had to stand up and hold their babies. Mm. And this kind of led into, instead of, um, you know, you see most animals their young stays with them for a very brief amount of time compared to humans. That baby's with you for at least a decade uh, before it's really independent enough to survive. So the fact that the men were off hunting, the women had to care for their children, they were able to care for their children longer. Uh, And that increased span of of rearing made them smarter, uh, helped develop like brain growth more so. because babies didn't have to grow up fast and survive, uh, just get dropped out of the womb and start walking right away. Yeah, like they a could, zebra. They could be nursed and they could be, you know, eased into life and that kind of like developed brain growth. Yeah, so basically that's what's known as the hunting hypothesis. And that's essentially what's ma- what made us human. So I think that when people get to experience that in the modern era, they're really like experiencing like, oh, like, wow, I've been you know, living a mundane life. And this is the first kind of like way that I actually like feel something that's beyond just living. It's thriving. It's not just surviving. People love hunting for different reasons. Um, but regardless of when you, when you actually start, you feel that no matter what reason you got into it. Um, and I mean, I see that with everyone here, whether they've been hunting for their whole lives to someone who just started hunting. This is Chris's, he only comes bear hunting. He's up in, you know, occupied Massachusetts. But yeah, uh, everyone here kind of feels that connection to kind of like what being human really is. Right. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I and I do, and I know everyone listening loves this mm-hmm. type of stuff about being human. That's what the whole show's about. Yeah, if you love being human, try out hunting. Um, <laughs> yeah, you might feel something. Go hunting, folks. Um, and hey, if you don't love it, that's fine too. Most people say, I want meat. Um, but if someone says, I love the outdoors, I love doing things in the outdoors and I've hiked my whole life and now I want like something else, a next level of outdoor experience. And that's kind of my story. Mm -hmm. Then I'm like, okay, like you're going to actually love hunting because you can love eating venison all day long. You can love shooting guns all day long. But if you don't love sitting in the cold all day, looking at the same tree, uh, I got news for you. You're yeah. going to be pretty miserable hunting. Deer hunting has like somewhat appealed to me, but the bear hunting as yeah, like, right? you're not, as sitting a at a, you're not sitting yeah. in one spot. You're not looking at a tree all day. Um, and I love whitetail hunting. I've sat in the tree all day and I yeah. do multiple times every year. This is a very dynamic hunt. 
Yeah. Um, and it's that's why honestly I I kind of invite pe- newcomers along yeah. because people say, "Whoa, bear hunting." Don't don't you think it's like a little extreme to jump into? I'm like, "Absolutely the opposite, man, because yeah. you can just come along for the ride and you're not going to get bored." Yeah, for sure. Seriously, and no. you're not going to get cold. Doesn't matter if it's 0 degrees out cuz you're going to be moving. Okay, well, I was cold. Let's be clear. I was <laughs> yeah cold oh yeah well more i was mostly cold at the Guys, time it was like we were, 40 degrees out today it, it was like 36 okay <laughs> only when i was standing yeah. only when i was like with the guys that were yep, just standing right. to shoot <laughs> but no we like me and you through like a half mile of thicket yeah just crawling through it man that was awesome that I was awesome i can't wait to see the video <laughs> it was awesome like i'm like yeah. looking forward to your video like so much yeah yeah, yeah. and i'm gonna like i'm gonna I'm, i've already gotten my head like as we've been talking, I'm like mm-hmm. in my head knowing what B-roll that I got. And uh, I'm, like, right? I'm like, oh, I'm going to have the episode. I'm going to have to tell people. It's going to be sweet. You got to watch it as mm-hmm. well. Absolutely. This is audio. And I I film so many of my adventures. They never make it to Final Cut. <laughs> yeah. Talk about your BHA thing. There's, there's plenty of great uh, outdoor organizations out there. Uh, and just being a hunter alone and putting your dollars towards a hunting license helps out a lot. I mean, that's why we have the greatest uh, wildlife and public lands in the world. Yeah, America for the win. Um, a lot of outdoor organizations out there to support. Uh, BHA, Backcountry Hunters and Anglers, is one that I'm particularly involved in. Um, and it's uh, a public land adv- advocacy group. So uh, most of my hunts, I'd say maybe like 50, like 60, 40 are on public land. Uh, and whether you're a hunter or not, you benefit off of public land. Uh, so BHA's goal is to protect public land and to protect access to public land in the courtroom, in the law houses, uh, both on federal levels and state levels. When there's legislation involved that threatens our rights to hunt and fish on public lands, they're ringing the alarm. We do cleanups throughout uh, Pennsylvania, I know, and a lot of other states have great uh, programs as well. Um and other like access programs, um, getting people into hunting programs, uh, a lot of different stuff. And it's just an all around good time, especially if you're in Pennsylvania. Check out our Pennsylvania chapter of BHA. But uh, there's chapters in all 50 states minus Delaware. Uh, Delaware has got to get on putting a chapter together. Blame that on yeah. Joe Biden. <laughs> yeah, come on, Joe. Um, I don't think together. Joe hunts. No, I don't think so. No, I think uh, I think he hunts. No, I shouldn't say. What yeah. I think he so. Hunts. Um, yeah, uh, certainly look into BHA. Um, uh, we have a good time. Uh, it's a great organization. Uh, we do a lot of great work. Fantastic. Yeah. It's time to uh, eat, drink, and be merry. Yeah, so we're going to go do more of that community-type stuff we were talking about, and we're going to go hang out with the boys. With the boys.